Good God. Go ahead and teach, teacher. I don't know if I could do this in 35. <laughs> I'm going to try real hard. I'm sorry, but we need to go there. Are you ready for a real change in your life? A real permanent change in your life. That's really good. I'm excited for that permanent change. I know that the word of God today, if you receive it, that you'll walk and live in that permanent change. Come on, kid. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the study. It's the mystery of submission. Ooh. Oh, oh. Mystery of submission. Take your time. And I'm just going to give you right off the bat really what is the what is submission first. And then I'll discuss when you submit what's the benefits. Amen? Amen. So walk with me. Submission is to give over or yield to the power or authority of another. Submit. To give over or yield to the power or authority of another. It means to yield to the control of someone else. Mm. It means that you're not in control. It is to arrange yourself under. Obey. It means come with the mindset and focus with the very intent that you're going to comply with all that you hear. Real submission is this. It's doing something that you don't want to do. Mm. <laughs> That's real submission. You know, when the pastor asks you to do something, you go ahead and do it. You may consider that submission. But it's something you just don't mind doing. It's really not submission. That's good. Oh, that's really good. Real submission is when you don't want to do it, and you do it anyway. You done, you done taught. Don't pastor, I don't mind, you know. I don't mind coming and helping out and, you know, doing <laughs> things in the ministry. I don't mind coming, you know, help clean the building. But. Now you're asking me to prepare a study mm -hmm. and come back and present it to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I don't want to do that because I, I'm not a person. I don't like to study. Mm -hmm. we know. So now you're going to do something you don't want, want to do. It means that you're going to submit. Ah, come on. That is so good. Submission. <laughs> Same thing with our kids. So we're seeing a lot of what you're trying to get your kids to do and why they're not doing it because you're not submitted. You're not submitted and you have not arranged yourself under the power and authority of your pastor. So why are some of our kids giving us a lot of back talk and attitude and things like this? Because often... We, as adults, don't want to refuse to submit. Mm -hmm. 
You don't submit. You don't render, allow the power of your pastor to be rendered to you. We're talking about submission. We're talking about the mystery of submission. So the benefits of submission, because I have to, uh, you know, save some time, is that it allows you to, Al, to have access to the anointing that's mm. on your shepherd's life. <laughs> it gives you access to the anointing on your shepherd's life. It gives you access to favor and blessing. See, you, we're praying the things that we want, but you're not experiencing it because no one wants to be shepherd. Okay. Just about no one really wants to be shepherd. This is why you have a lot of transfer members. <laughs> They're going from church to church because no one, just about no one, wants to be shepherd. No one, Pastor, wants to be told what to do. I ain't seen your message. <laughs> no one wants to really come under the control of another. <laughs> Especially females. This is why he said, wives submit to your husband. He know that you will have a huge challenge with submitting yourself under the authority and power of another. This is why most often, Pastor, it's women who transfer from church to church. A man will stay there. Mm -hmm. True. A man will stay there. No matter how it looks or feel, because he believes and he have accepted that person to be his yep. shepherd. Again, got some wayward. We're talking about the mystery of submission. It's really good. And we're talking about pastors. You're going to understand the role of a pastor, and you're going to understand today is this the place that God has called you to? Because if not, I don't want you to be a Jonah. Because the sheep, the uh, ship is going to sink because you are here illegally. Mm. Which means we have to throw you off. The dream. Because Jonah got thrown off the boat. He so did. See, because he was there illegally. See, a lot of pastors get upset when people leave. Because it's about the tithes and offering. But I walk in ministry, it's about developing the people. Amen. That's what I'm going to be accountable for. So this is why we can't say that I feel like, you know, I, I no longer should be here. I, I feel that, you know, I feel, you know, it's time for me to move on. It'd be all the same because you have said or 
your consensus within yourself is that this is the place that God would have for me to be. So you're saying that we're your spiritual parents. So it's, all, it's almost the same. Go ahead and clap. Yeah. It's, it's almost the same as if, okay, I'm pregnant with Whitney. And I'm at my seventh, no, I'm at my fifth month. And she decides that she does not want to be in my stomach anymore. She wants to go and be in the stomach of another mother. How can you, see, just as crazy as that sound, that's good. That's how you cannot go and now try to have another shepherd. I don't see, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. You're not ready because this is how you're doing. You're, you're trying to jump out of a wound that has your destiny in it, your birth, and you're trying to kill yourself. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> you see this is why it's so important is it is and I love this even for my former past is that it is a matter of life and death where you go it is so you have to ensure that God has said that Walker ministry is the place where he has placed you because he has said in his word in the book of Jeremiah let's go there Jeremiah 3.15, he has said, very short scripture. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. We've heard that, right? A lot of you have heard that. But I'm going to tell you what he's saying, what Holy Spirit is really saying. He says, I and I will give you, he says, I will give you. Why did he say that? Because he know what we look, we would look. Mm-hmm. Anybody else got anything for that? And that's good. Because that's, that's what we're doing. We don't know. That's right. We, mm-hmm. we don't know. You're right, we don't know. This is why he said, I will. That's good. I mean, that's real simple, Celeste. We don't know. So he said, I will give you pastors. But why, not only why did he say, I will give you pastors, what was going on for him to say that? That's good. There were there were prophets at that time who were who preached in a seductive way, seducing spirits, leading you by your emotions, okay. saying what you can get. And so what he said that I will give you a pastor that's true. And he's after my heart. He's at the, he's aligned with my heart and he cares for my people. See, there was a lot of prophets back then that when they preached, they preached for their own profit and not for the profit and the benefit of the people. Mm-hmm. And we still have that, Pastor. 
still. So this is why he said, and so a lot of times we think, oh, you, you go to these huge, big churches. And I'm like, is he really your pastor? Or are you just part of a social club? Mm. Because that's what's mm. going on. It's a social circle. Mm. It's singing. It's entertainment. And you're not being shepherd. So you feel empty and you start looking. You start looking again. Because you know what? It was good to the flesh for a while, but now the spirit is yearning for its completion. It needs the word of God, the adulterated word of God, and not entertainment and not fleshly emotional words. And no quotes for the day, except to be the gospel. When did we start with all these quotes from all these people? He said, according to my heart, he said, what shall feed you? See, he's going to feed you properly. He's going to feed you the truth. And what's been happening is that they haven't been fed the truth. Artificial. Mm-mm. The artificial word. So now people have a, a difficult time just being a Christian because you haven't been fed properly. This is why you don't love God, because you have not been fed properly. It's so hard to comprehend God because you have not been fed properly. You need to be soothed and entertained and wooed by the word of God. Something that's temporary, not lasting. So when you do the things of God, you're not aligned with God. So when we worship, we play music. We're not aligned with God. We're aligned with the instant. We're aligned with the talent. We are aligned with our talent. Mm-mm. It's good. And this was this what was going on with the prophets. They were aligned with their talent and their skill and their giftings. So according to my heart, such as I will both choose for you and approve of. He said, he will choose for you and approve of. And that shall faithfully and skillfully declare unto you, because I have you in mind, which imitates not only a single act of deliverance, but it will preserve your mind. This shepherd will act, he will act on your behalf as a deliverer. And he will preserve your mind. Pastor, this is why a lot of people mind. They're on a lot of uh, psychotic medication because they're not being properly shepherded. He said there will be a constant preserving of you. He said that he shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. This note that there's a nature of food and a manner of how you are to be fed, a type of food and and the manner in which you should be fed. Oh, it's just so much. It's it's, it's so much. But I'm going to go right through. It's a a lot. I haven't even... People think, I didn't get this until just now. Mm -hmm. Pretty much what you're saying about the feeding, everything was Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, always get confirmation of 
what the people need. Oh, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Glory to God. We are really, we're hearing from, we know what you need. We know what you need. God has gifted us as leaders to know what you need. So when you come to us, it's a confirmation. <laughs> it's a confirmation. <laughs> it shouldn't be anything outside. So when you come, you should be expecting us to say yes, because this is going to be right in the lesson. Yeah. So you're right. You're right in line. You're hearing from God. We're both hearing from him. Amen. We all, through all of us are. Our supporting scripture is in Hebrews 13, 17, Amplified Classic. And as I was getting there, I just want to uh, kind of quickly just talk about the, the pastor's role. His main purpose is really to be in touch with your heart, the pastor, and your mind, the heart and minds of the people. He has a responsibility and a duty to respond to you in response to God towards your life. And are we there? 17, yeah, 13, 17. It reads, obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who will have to render an account of their trust. Do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that would not be profitable to you either. Mm. Amen, Al. So... His charge is to watch over your soul, your mind, your mind. And a lot of people's minds been going all the way to the left. He's been charged with, pastor's been charged with to watch over your way of thinking, your intellect, your emotions, your state of mind. And the word of God says that, it shouldn't be burdensome to him. <laughs> but we're in a generation to where no one, just about no one, can take rebuke or correction. We're in a generation to where the people of God, not of the world, but you're of God that can't take any rebuke or correction, and it starts at home. You can't take rebuke or correction from your parents, thus you can't take rebuke and correction from your spiritual leaders. And if that is so, then you prevent yourself from growing. He said, it's not benefit to you. You don't profit. That's right. You can't do what you want to do. You can't be late. You cannot not tired. You 
Because you're under control and power and authority of another. We're not sons and daughters of God, a lot of us, even though we say we are. Because you put yourself back into tradition, a member and a partner. Mm -hmm. And in the word of God, he doesn't talk about members and partners. He doesn't. He's developing sonship. Amen. Sons and daughters. And if you're not a son or daughter, it means that you're a bastard child. That's what the word says. Having no rights and inheritance to the gospel. That's what it means. God is requiring that you find your spiritual parents. Mm. He's requiring that you find your spiritual parents. And you stay there. That's really good. How would you feel if your child, this is why you can't, this is why you can't eat from more than one table. My question is this, do you sin, would you want your neighbors to be raising your kids? Do we want that? Do you, are you, are you going to send Aaron through the neighborhood because he wants to go to all the different conferences and things that these neighbors are having. So this, this is how they're feeding. See, we don't look at it like that. But we look at it as they're trying to control my life. Yes, they're called to control your life. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. Not in a cult form. Not as a cult, Not no. As a cult. But God has an order. He does. And he has spiritual leaders, and you're under their rule and their authority and their power. Because they're under the authority and power of God leading you. But because you never really met real shepherds, you're like, no, I mean, I can't do that. You know, I mean, who tell me where I can go and worship and hear the word of God? My question is this. Where we were at 10 plus years. We never went and visit uh, one single place. You know why? Because we had only one spiritual father. That's right. Mm -mm. And you know why? We were submitted. I'm under the power and authority of my spiritual father. And we didn't agree with everything that he oh, did. You're going to get in the scripture going down, that very okay. last one. You, you, uh, you I didn't gonna, know. You're going to get in it. Okay, it's heavy. Okay. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> I got to get you to understand. I said, well, what's wrong with, what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Supposed to be the body. Sin, tell me what's not wrong with you sending your kids to all the neighbor's house throughout the week and let them eat and live and let that and let those uh, parents raise your child for some weeks. You don't know who's Send them in the house. on a conference at your neighbor's house and let them be raised by your neighbors. You don't know who's in the house. I raise a hand. Who's going to do that with the children? Well, why do you do it to yourselves? Mm. Mm. 
You, I can tell you why. You know why? Because you have itching ears. We were, when we say committed and submitted, it's because if you have, how can I say this? It took enough for us to go back home and study what we were hearing from our local church. Go back and study and to examine and scrutinize the word of God. Because you don't go back home and study and scrutinize the word of God, that's why you feel you need more because you have not eaten what you have. Mm -mm. Mm. This is why I need to hear this first. I need, I need uh, TV celebrities. You know why? Because the entertainment, they're they feeling a void because I don't study. I'm still hungry. Yep. That's really good. And it sounds good. This has developed me into the teacher that I am. I was submitted. Yep. Am submitted. I have a spirit of submission. We, been, we went back home and studied as a family. Still do. See, and this is why we're still excited about the word of God. And as, as many people um, prior to coming to my former ministry that I would listen to, I still never had a desire to go anywhere because, first of all, I don't like big crowds. I'm not going to have to be standing and waiting a long line to get no arena. I'm just not going to do it. And who are you? For real? You're somebody, Pastor, just not mine. You're part of the body, and we appreciate that, but you have to decide. We have become disobedient and rebellious people and having no need of a shepherd. No need. Why did God say that? Giving you shepherds. He said, I will. He says, after my heart. Because there is a shepherd that's after God's heart, that's aligned to your heart, that he knows exactly what you need for your development and your growth. And you have to get to that shepherd. I'm going to have to share, you, share something with you, how you validate it. That's probably the question, right? Well, how do I know? Is that, is that a good assumption that you would say, well, how do I know? How, do, how can I really confirm that with God, not just me thinking I know I'm in the right place? I'm going to give you a real experience. But this is why your discernment has to come up. I met this young lady. I never knew her. Didn't know her. And she, she was at my house for uh, uh, doing some flowers or whatever. And I would always hear but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I would hear that on the radio on my way going to my church. And for some reason, I will never catch, I never heard my former pastor teach a message when he was on the radio. I, was all, I would always hear the last part of his foundation scripture. And I, I heard, because Prior to that, I just, the church I was going to, I decided that that was my pastor. 
I decided. I didn't let God choose, and I didn't let, allow God to approve. <laughs> you don't, so I, I decided. So when I heard his voice on the radio, I heard it again. Holy Spirit would never allow me to hear a message. <laughs> so I didn't hear him teach. Only heard, but the people that do know that God shall be strong and do exploits. Heard it, I heard it at least three times. And I'm like, it was like a drawing and pulling me to. So the young lady came to the house. She was doing her thing, doing the flowers. And I said to her, I said, you have a familiar spirit. I said, I feel like I met you, but not you. I met, I met your shepherd. Good God. Uh, oh, so this, this real. This is real. I won't say them, and I was watching the whole thing, so I don't know nothing. I won't say. I, I won't even go into church then. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm just talking to her, and I'm discerning the person that I heard on the radio, spirit, the anointing that's on him, on her. We haven't talked about church. We're talking about the flowers. Sure was. I see the whole. I saw the whole thing. And I said, "Wait a minute." I said, "You are carrying your spiritual father's spirit." I said, "Who is he?" Mm. And where is he? She told me, and I, could, I never got his name when I would hear him on the radio. Never got his name. So no clue. So I went to the church. So I could honestly say Holy Spirit invited me to Hebron Cornerstone International. I get there. He's not even there. Someone else is preaching. I'm waiting for the altar call so I can join the church. I don't need for him to be there. Mm. I don't. I walk, I walk right up front on the end. I, I just need to get in here. This is my spiritual father. Mm. <laughs> See, you have to know. And no, I didn't agree with everything that he said and did, but I knew that God placed me under his authority. It's so good. And that's a whole nother topic. Both of us. Which has produced the teacher in front of you today. Amen. Amen. So you got to get to, and not only the teacher, but the wife, the woman, <laughs> the ministry. Mm. See, but you got to be able to take some things. That's right. You, got to. You, you got to be able to take some things. But you have to know who is your spiritual father. You can't continue running around being a bastard child. Because when we, I want you to know that when we reject authority, you're left uncovered and vulnerable to the adversary. So when you, when you don't honor and respect authority, 
you uncover yourself. And you're vulnerable to the adversary. So you really need to consider today about submitting and then repent. And align your life back under the authority of God, under the man of God. Because this is God's divine order. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to talk really quick about three men. Saul, Samuel, and David. All right? And the reason that I need to talk about Saul, Samuel, and David is because of submission, disobedience, favor, and blessing. Okay, and also your destiny. So you go, what happens is that if you don't align yourself quickly with your spiritual father, you're going to be going around in a circle trying to find out your destiny and your purpose. And it's in, your, matter of fact, your inheritance of money is in your shepherd. Mm-mm. See, this is why you can't get no one to get you to leave your man of God because your inheritance is locked inside of the man of God. Okay, Saul. They said Saul was a tall, handsome. He was a good man to look at. He was standing over all the other men, and he was just good to look at. And he also, he was a man that was a competent man in the military, of military. David, they said that he was obviously short in stature, and he was a, a man in, notable in his own right when it came to being a good warrior in the military. Samuel was considered to be a prophet, a seer. So I need you to know these three these three men. And, and what went on with uh, Samuel's, uh, Samuel's father had lost the, some Duncan, uh, uh, had lost some uh, animals, I guess Duncan, whatever. And he asked him to go out and look for him. And when he went to look for him, his, he took out his servant with him. And his servant says, let's go and see Samuel the seer so he can guide us and lead us as to where we can find the donkeys. And what happened was this, is that when they went, and I'm realizing this, is that when he went to see Samuel, he said, wait a minute, we have no bread, we have nothing to give the man of God. We have nothing to give. Pastor, I'm going to take my time with this. He said, I have, I have nothing to give. Let's find something to give the man of God. And when they came in a visit, because God had already told Samuel that they were coming, and Samuel prepared a great feast meal for Saul. And so when they actually came, he said, let's Give a sacrifice first before we eat. So, Pastor, what I got here is this. Mm-hmm. Is that you give your offering, your tithes, before the word comes forth. Mm-hmm. 
Before, before I actually hear the word of God, I want to give a sacrifice. Mm -mm -mm. No, they don't teach you like that. I'm going to give a sacrifice. I'm giving my offering up before I sit. So he sat him down and, and they get, get, did the offering, did the sacrifice, and he, he gave them the best of the meal. And he told Saul, basically, that he was a great man and he was going to do great things. And Saul was saying, well, how can that really be? Because I'm from Benjamin. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Really, I'm he was saying he was nobody. Yeah. But actually, he was telling him that he was, he was going to put him over his people. And so, the long story short with all this is that Saul was then appointed to be ruler over the people of Samuel. He became king. Matter of fact, Saul was the first king of Israel. First king of Israel. He started off really good. He won a lot of fights, a lot of battles. But it came a time to where what God instructed Saul to do, he didn't do. He told Saul when he went to fight the Philistines, he told him and the Amalek said, don't bring any spoil back, anything from that land. But he allowed their king to live, and he brought back spoil. And he also lied. He blamed the people for bringing back the spoil. So he lied to the man of God, which meant that he lied to God. See, what you're not seeing, that when you... You don't, when, you, when you're late, when you don't tie, it's not unto pastor now, yeah, but it's not unto really. God. He said, he said, Saul, you lied to God. Mm -mm -mm. And then the last thing that he did, because it was three things that he did, that he disobeyed God. And God said, because of that, you were no longer be king. So as he went on, he was fighting. So he went out really out on his own, fighting the Philistines. So, and he had, he had grown a, a, a jealousy against David. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because the people, because David had slain, they said, 10 of 10,000. And, and Saul, 1,000. And so the people even made a chant out of it. And they were singing this. And so Saul got jealous. Yep. And he saw that David was favored in God's sight. And with that being so, he created a, a gap of entrance for the enemy. That's real good. He got emotional. Okay. Uh, hold on here. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let's go here. So in 1 Samuel 18, 10 and 11, it says this. And David went out wherever Saul sent him. So he was under Saul. 
It says wherever. Are you willing to do whatever your leader asked you to do? He said whatever. Wherever he sent him. Whatever he told him to do, he did it. And he greatly loved Saul. And it says, this here is what really got me. The next day, an evil spirit from God came mightily upon Saul. Mm-hmm. It says an evil spirit from God. Sure did. That's right. That's the hard thing right there. Go ahead. How does an evil spirit come from God? <laughs> In our, the, our, the moral laws within us. It's which causes, not that God is an evil spirit within God that he sent, is that you permitted now an evil spirit, spirit that you have to be now evil because of the moral laws that you're governed under that you're no longer walking under. So when you're not walking under and being governed by the word of God, you open yourself up. Now for evil spirits to possess Mm -hmm. you, oppress you. It said that this particular spirit had him in a frenzy to where he almost went insane. He almost went insane. See, this is where suicide comes from. Go ahead. You open yourself up. When you're not governed by the word of God. Now all these whisperings and thoughts start to come. That couldn't, couldn't bypass the word of God. But now it can't because you're no longer governing yourself under the power of the word of God. Which lifts up the covering. Amen. You're exposed. Wow. It says here, and just want to break this down about this evil spirit from God came upon Saul. Literally, an evil spirit breath of God descended mightily on Saul. Mm-hmm. So much so, David came in, he played the heart. Right. And he drove out the evil spirit. See how much he loved Saul? Mm-hmm. He lost all control of himself. And he began to prophesy. Mm, mm, mm. See, you got some prophets now that are not governed anymore under the word of God. And they're prophesying what's called a bastard prophecy. Because what they're doing, they're pulling something from the atmosphere, and it's not Holy Spirit. Say that. Oh, it's information. (laughs) And you're receiving it as prophecy. That's right. They're imitating true prophecy. Because in 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 the in the actual um, Jewish language, there is two types of prophecy: true and the imitation. But the imitation prophecy is a bastard prophecy. It comes from the person now not governed by the word of God, but trying to still function under it. All right. Mm-mm. So he was prophesying in a sane mind, uh, insane mind. 
Oh, this is real good right here. Mm. You got a lot of that going on. He was unable to master himself, speaking words of which he knew nothing about, no meaning, acting like a man that was possessed, but not by Holy Spirit. And these emotions, they agitated him. He was no longer influenced at that time by Holy Spirit. But he was springing from a violent passion and disturbed state of mind. See, this is what happens when you go through. You're going through some things in your life. And you start to act all out your mind. Because the situation just seems so overwhelming. He was, he's saying to you, you got to take it. You have to learn to take it and keep your mouth shut during adversity. He said you have to learn to keep your mouth shut during adversity. Oh because you're going to say some insane things in the atmosphere. Mm. Keep your mm. mouth shut. Mm. He said you're going to prophesy an untrue prophecy over your life. Oh, this is deep. He said, stand and wait and be silent. Mm. He said, because you're in a disturbed mindset. God is teaching you to be quiet and wait. The last thing that Saul did where, and see, because of that jealousy and him continuing to disobey God, God's direct order, what he did then, he actually, see, when, when um, he had that jealousy, he opened up a doorway for the adversary. And he, see, the adversary knows when you're going through. Yes, he does. And oh. when he knows you're going through, he sent in his troops. Okay. And what happens is that when he sent his troops in, they, they actually broke through the barrier of Saul's people, his soldiers, and they killed them all. Mm. And they even killed his son, Jonathan, Jonathan, as well. Yes, he did. So much so that Saul felt the only thing that he could do and should do was now fall on his, his own, own sword. And so at the end, he even committed suicide. Good God. Because he was in a... An insane mind, disturbed because of his situation and because he was jealousy. He was jealous, which blocked his mindset of receiving God's word. And he had removed himself from the power and the authority of the word of God. All right. Mm -mm -mm. God's requiring you to be quiet during all adversity. Because this is the time that God's trying to purify you. Unless you're going to praise him. See, what God will do sometime, see, what, what Saul missed was the anointing that was to be transferred. Mm. See, what God will do, Pastor, <laughs> until you're in a relationship with your shepherd for real, and when you know you're in a real relationship with your shepherd, what he has to do at some point is to charge against your spirit. To rush against your spirit. And when he rush against your spirit, you're going to be tried. 
See, but knowing what happens to the person that leave. Yep. <laughs> See, and you miss you being developed and you miss the fresh anointing that's on your shepherd's life to be put on your life. See, but you got to be charged by the spirit. You got to be tried. You, it's almost like you got to be bucked and knocked over by the man of God. Uh-uh. See, until then, until you have some tension with your man of God, because now it's going to cause you, if you was in a real relationship with him, now to cry and suffer with your man of God. See, I'm not crying because of what I'm going through. I know what my man of God is doing, so I'm praying, I'm suffering with him. Until you learn to suffer with your man of God, you're not in relationship with him. Oh, my God. But you have to know that's your man of God. That's just like family. I'm not going to leave my family because we're going through, because oh, I don't hell. agree with what you're saying, Al. Oh, I'm going to stay because you know what? You're trying to do something in my life. Brother, you're trying to do something in my life, so I, get, I need to charge your spirit. I need to roll up on you, Celeste. Because you know what? It's going to be developing something in you. For those that you love, you challenge because they see something greater in you. I see something greater in you. I can't see. This is what happens when you, you're in a family that you are. See, that the natural parent will say this to their child. Sit down somewhere. But uh, adopted mother, when she first get the kid, uh, if you don't mind, um, could you just, you know, when you, when you get time, could you sit over here? I understand that you're playing right now, and you can keep playing with the games as long as you want, but, you know, when you get ready, could you sit down? But the natural biological mom, if you don't sit down quick and in a hurry. <laughs> get on money. Quick and, see, that's old folks, quick and in a hurry. Both of them the same thing, but quick and in a hurry. <laughs> Quick, fast, and hurry. <laughs> See, but this is what happened to us, and I felt this way with Naji. It's that because he wasn't my biological son, that I couldn't just, and I, I, I knew his spirit, so I couldn't just talk to him like my biological kids, because he would look, he would look at me as a stepmother. And I never wanted him to look at me as a stepmother. I'm your mother. Not right. taking the place of your birth mother, but I'm, a, I'm in the role right now as your mother. Right. See, because if I did, our relationship would never develop. It would always see me as stepmom. She doesn't love me. Mm -hmm. That's right. But then I said, I'm, I'm going to give him a year. Then, oh, you mind then. <laughs> you mind. And I did. Yep. And it was, they knew it was love. Oh, it's not my stepmom, it's my mom. See, and this is what you have to decide. I don't want any foster spiritual parents. And if you don't want any false, but this is what you're doing. If you're going from here to there to here to there, you have foster spiritual parents. And that's not biblical. Not biblical. Submit and repent. 
Wow. So you must clash with your spiritual father for true fatherhood. It's going to be some clashing at some point. That's all that's been happening. At, at some point. It's real. Because your spirit needs to be corrected. Your spirit does. And God, God desires to correct you. Wow. Uh, Luke 16.10. He that's faithful in little things is faithful in much. If you haven't proven to be faithful what God has given the pastor, your shepherd, then you're mishandling your leadership. That's really good. You're mishandling your leadership. We are offended for various reasons uh, as to why we don't want to come under. But when you do come under, you actually take the anointing that's on your spiritual leader and it's now your covering. That's really good. And I, 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 I have seen that in my own life. Yep. I just love God. I love him. Oh, you have to be involved with your own church. You have to be. You don't have time to go anywhere else. I mean, isn't life busy enough? I mean, because then you get here, you're too tired to really even praise God and worship because you've been everywhere else. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get here. I'm trying to get here, guys. Let's, I'm going to close. <laughs> you can't resign from or leave your shepherd. You know why? Because this is a relationship that God has given. And you would have to die out this relationship. Mm-mm. Oh, that's a big one. You have to die out this relationship. It's not, oh, I'm, I'm tired. This, this is not what, you know, what God told me to do. I think it's some other things. I feel. As, see, when you're under another person's authority, you have no opinion. Because <laughs> it's funny. You go to work, you, right, and you your boss it. asks you what you think. You submit it. But they're just being, you know, they're just being nice. But really what you think is not going to be the direction that the company is going to go. So what do you really think about this? And I'll be sitting there all the time. Why do you want me to tell you? You're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. But they're asking that to really see that, are you really a qualified leader? Can I really groom this person? That's why they're asking. Can I really groom this person? That when I go on to another level, they be able to step in my place. Not that I retire, like you said, Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to listen to this close. And this is 1 Peter 2, 18 through 20, Amplified Classic. Now, first. Verse 18, you who are household servants, be submissive to your masters with all proper respect, not only to those who are kind and considerate and reasonable, but also to those who are surly, overbearing, 
unjust and crooked. Stop. Wait a minute. Mm. Hold up. See, <laughs> see, I'm like, Lord, if you you say some things, but this right here, I, 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 we need to talk about this. He says here, you need to be submissive to your leaders, whether they are right or wrong. Mm. He said whether they're reasonable or not reasonable. That's what the words say. He said whether they're overbearing, mm. like the teacher. <laughs> Any other words don't apply. <laughs> but there says some are even unjust and they're crooks. Mm. Mm. He said you still Could got to be submissive to them. Lord have mercy. Because God is showing you what to do and what not to do. Yes, yes, yes. He's showing you what to do and what not, not to, to do. do. I learned that. See, see, that's the thing that is real submission. That's right. Because I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to be under nobody who's crooked. I don't want to be under nobody who's unjust. But he said, you, you still have to go there. Respect. Give him proper respect, it says. Okay, Holy Spirit. For one is regarded favorably, is approved, acceptable, and thankworthy, if, as in the sight of God, he endures the pain of unjust suffering. Just stop. I said, Lord, now I'm getting migraines from this. I am suffering. I want out. I kept saying, I want out. See, but you have to truly know when God is saying stay and when he's saying, see, see when he's saying stay. Go ahead, teacher. And not when he's saying leave. I don't, see, the word leave is not a word I would choose mm, because I believe it's just like a child. You raise them. And now it's time for them to transition to the next level in Christ. But you have to know what your purpose and your mission is that God has given you before you start being, you know, thinking it's time for you to move on. Only God knows that. And he says, I've given you men for thee and people for your life. So I felt like I was in a lot of pain and I was suffering. But I said to God, because I saw, I saw this in the beginning, come before the end. Actually, right when we got there. I saw it, I saw it the week that he came back. I saw something written on his robe. Don't forget it. It's writing. He had no writing on, on his robe visibly, but I saw it was almost like a stroll. Written on his robe. And he asked me one time, he said, I didn't think you really liked me in the beginning. I said, why would you say that? He said, the way that you will look at me when I taught. I said, no, I said, I love you. I love the way that you, you preach and how you taught the word. I said, but I saw something. And I was trying to ask God what 
what is this? And I said, God, you knew that what I'm going through, I will be going through this in this ministry. I said, yet you told me to remain. Ten years. I'm talking about I cried. Even trying to meet. I mean, I met with the shepherd. My husband and I talked. Four times. Two, two times. Then I finally went back to God. I said, Lord, it's not about what I want. It's never been more about what I want. I said, if you tell me to stay here until you call me back home, this is where I serve. I'll serve under this man of God till you call me home. Submitting myself under God, which caused me to submit myself under the man of God, no matter what I saw or what I heard. And so when I did see, I would discuss it with the man of God. doesn't mean that you don't say anything. So I was disheartened for a while, and I had to remain. So I remained for a little while longer, didn't he? Gave the release for our transition to the next level. And God told us to, to just sit. Tell us you go anywhere. No. Just sit. This is the wrong thing people do. They then it's to start. See, you start looking. Yep. That's why you end up in the wrong places for waste a lot of time because you start looking. You don't sit and wait on God. And then either you not wait on God and you're saying that it's him and he hasn't said anything because you just don't know what to do. Served. Go ahead, Al. After all, what kind of glory is there in it? If when you do wrong and are punished for it, you take it patiently. But if you bear patiently with suffering, which results when you do right, and that is undeserved, it is acceptable and pleasing to God. Amen. Wow. I'm going to close on this. Is that Favor, it's a learn, is a result of you submitting to God. And you can't complain while you're going through. Uh, as we spoke earlier, Dave, David was a soldier and an armor bearer as well. But where God was trying to get him to was sonship. Trying to get him to walk with his man of God through the trouble. Divine leaders are designed for you to be your best friends. You as a born-again Christian do not have how you define best friend. Mm. You don't have one. You don't. Because the one that you do is not, because God has given you spiritual leaders to be your best friend. Mm -mm. To watch over your soul. And that's something a natural person cannot do. They are designed by God to be your best friend. They're designed to fill your burden. They're designed to encourage you. And this is to allow you to become more sensitive 
to your spiritual father. You should be becoming more sensitive to him or her. Nothing should uh, interfere with your local church, your assignment within the local church. Your first priority should be your local church. Amen. If God has led you to this house, remain. If God has not led you to this house, you may leave. Because if you're in this house illegally, you can cause the whole ship to sink. So for your benefit and for ours, it's best that you leave. You cannot be in another house that you don't live in. Do you hear me? You can't be in another house that you don't live in. Amen. They ask you on your application, what is your permanent residence? Where do you live? You can't put down multiple places as your place of residence. Wow. You have to find yourself rebuilding your relationship with your divine spiritual parents. Even like what happened to David, as much as he was being chased by Saul, he still loved him. He still honored him. Saul sought out to kill him, to take his life. He still honored him as the anointed of God. He still res How can you respect someone who's trying to kill you? Love your enemy. He even said to, to um, Saul's Soldiers, how did you, how dare you allow me to get as close as this yes, to the man of God? Mm. All of your heads should be taken off. He was saying, why weren't you covering your man of God? How dare you allow opportunity for the adversary to get close to his mind? Why are you not honoring your spiritual leaders? It said Saul's last word before he went down on the sword was that he even said to David, My son, be blessed. He saw even through all of how he was trying to take his life that he still respects me and honored me as his spiritual father. And so before he died, he declared David blessed 
which meant that David now could be king. Otherwise, David wouldn't have been king. He had to be appointed by the man of God. See, his anointing, pastor. See, we have to yield to the anointing on this shepherd's life to receive the anointing. See, it's not the man. So we keep looking at the man. So when he said, you're blessed. Can you imagine that after all what he did and chased David around to kill him before he fell on his own sword? He said, son, you're blessed. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We, we thank you that we're seeing, Father, how we are to honor and reverence shepherd who stand father in the gap and he watches over the souls of your people we submit our lives under the authority and the power of Pastor Ron for he has been called and designed to be a, a best friend to the people of God we repent father for not honoring, respecting, revering the anointing that's upon his life. We thank you. We have now arranged our lives under his power and authority that you have delegated to him, Father. And so now we're positioned for access to blessing and favor and a fresh anointing. Insight and purpose and destiny. Thank you, Lord God, for not allowing our inheritance that's in the loins of the man of God to be taken away from us. We glorify you. We magnify you. We love you, Holy Spirit. You always exalted Lord God in our lives. It's in Jesus name that we say this and the people of the most high God that are called by the name of God say amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Awesome teaching. Man. I had no idea. I didn't know what she was going to teach. Uh, but as, as always, it falls in line with uh, the hearts of the people. So I'm just going to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit asked me to do. I would like all to come. Leave. And I just want to lay my hands. 